0: Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Good morning, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth and the Word on Christian Survival Radio, it's the uh, ninth day of May 2019. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the book of Colossians, beginning with verse 15, I'm going to talk about the preeminence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The preeminence. But before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity one more time to expound your word that you might be lifted up, that all men might be drawn unto you. We thank you today that you are almighty. Lord, there's none above you. Lord, that, that, that everything is in your charge. And Lord, you are in complete control. And we just thank you for that today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, going to talk about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. The word preeminence means the fact that one surpasses all others, a superiority. In other words, many use the term supreme being, indicating that there's none above. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto myself. And I believe one of the mandates of the church today is to lift up the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the head of the church. He purchased the church with his own blood. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. No man can come unto the Father except it be through Him. So it's Jesus Christ, and it's Him crucified, and He is preeminent. Verse 15 says, Who, talking about Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. So the Son is the exact reproduction of God the Father. He is God the Father incarnate. He is God. Uh, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Verse 14 of John chapter 1, and the Word became flesh. Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And this is what aggravated the religious crowd at his time was him claiming to be the Messiah. Of course, they didn't believe it. They rejected him. For the most part, they reject him today. So, he is Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. John one three says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So, this Let's us know that Jesus Christ is also the creator. He was in the beginning, in the beginning, God, Elohim, the plurality, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three are mentioned in the very first verse of the Bible. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, for this reason, was the Son of God, manifested, He might destroy the works of the devil. His finished work destroyed the works of the devil. Everything we have need of was addressed at the cross of Jesus Christ. You cannot, and, and we cannot take the cross out of the equation. The cross must be preached. His sacrifice, where he became our substitute, our mediator, our advocate, our king, and our high priest, all through his finished work. Colossians 116 says, for by him, the pronoun Jesus, were all things created, listen now, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or things were created by him and for him, talking about Jesus Christ. All things were created what? By him and for him. So it says, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or power, refers to both holy and fallen angels. So the creation was by him. He's Lord. He's God. He was. The Bible declares he was created, not created, he was he was crucified from the foundation of the world. He was never created. God was never created. He's a self existing, eternal God. <clears throat> Verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now we'll see in those first three verses who he is. All things consist by him. In other words, he was pre existent. Moses said, I go to these people, but whom shall I say, sent me? And God Almighty said, tell them that I am that I am sent you the self-existent, eternal God. Jesus used the phrase several times in the book of what revelation? He said, I am Alpha, I am Omega, I am the beginning, and I am the end. So he's Lord. Now, today's world, of course, they want to include him, mix him, and with every other so-called God. But <clears throat> you can't do that. He's God all by himself. All things are held together or exist and consist because of Jesus Christ. Everything the Bible declared was given to his charge. He's the one coming back in the clouds of glory. He's the one that's going to pronounce judgment. He's the one that's going to sit on the throne. Where in Jerusalem, the Bible says, rule with a rod of iron, the scepter shall depart from the tribe of Judah. So in those first first three verses, we certainly see his preeminence, the superiority. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We we uh, we we must preach that. That as a child you sang the song. He has the whole world in his hands. He has a little bit of ba- the little bitty baby in his hands. He has me and you, and he he has all things in his hands because he's the Creator, and he's God Almighty. He's God that condescended, that came to earth so that me and you might have relationship with God. No man comes into the Father except me be through your belief in Jesus Christ. Verse 18 says, and he is the head of the body. Now we're going to go over to the church. The church, who is the beginning, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. There's the word, that he might have preeminent. He's the firstborn from the dead. He wasn't born again. He didn't need to be born again. He was God. He was the sinless, perfect God man. No guile found in his mouth. He was the perfect sacrifice to satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. God has a wrath. That wrath must be satisfied. The wrath comes from men rejecting him. But through Jesus Christ, we have reconciliation to the Father. He's the first to be raised from the dead as it regards the resurrection, and he will never, ever die again. The first born from the dead, and because he was, we are, and will be. Christian, when he closes his eyes in death, it's certainly not over. There's a resurrection coming. The Bible declares with the trump of God and the shout of the archangel that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with him forever. So the Christian has so much to look forward to. In the book of John, chapter 8, beginning in Verse 56, your father Abraham, this is Jesus speaking, talking to the to the Pharisees, the religious crowd at that time. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Listen now. Jesus said unto them, then verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Boy, that made him mad. They wanted to stone him right there and kill him right there. They just did not believe he was the God man. They certainly did not believe he was the Messiah, but there's coming a day when they will, the tribulation period, Jacob trouble, Zachariah wrote, he said, <clears throat> he will come and they will say, where did you get those scars? And he said, I got those scars in the house of my friends. So his preeminence, his superior, his superiority, um, He's Lord. Now a lot don't claim Him as Lord today, but many do. Many who have who know Him through being born from above, being born again, have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of their lives. Who uh, have put Him priority in their life. Paul said, "It's not me that live, but it's Christ who lives in me." Colossians two nine. I'm sorry. Colossians one nineteen. sorry. For it pleased the Father, now you see the separation, but yet they were all one. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. What a statement. For it pleased the Father, how much fullness? All fullness. He's going to judge the world. The Bible declares there's two judgments. The demon seat, the judgment seat of Christ with the saints of God will be at. And the white throne is the one you don't want to be at. Words will be spoken, depart from me, workers of iniquity, because I knew you not. So the fullness denotes the sum total of the divine powers and attributes. What the Father had, so did the Son have. Because he came to represent and speak the words of the Father. It's not me that speaks, but but it's the Father who speaks through me how long have i been with you philip he said he said for when you see me you see the father and then you ask show us the father jesus christ was god incarnate according to the word of god in colossians 2 verse 9 for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the godhead bodily revelation 13 and 8 and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess, even those that have not accepted him. They'll see him. The Bible says they will wail because of him, because of his countenance. Revelation states that men will cry for rocks who fall on him, but yet they will not repent. Their hearts are reprobate over. They rejected him. I believe that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. There remains no more forgiveness for sin upon rejecting Jesus Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead in a body. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus was baptized, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit showed up. The Son got baptized. The Holy Spirit coming in the form of a dove, and God the Father said, For this is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. He's the power. He's the source. It's his name that we call on, in Jesus' name. No other name under heaven can a man be saved except it be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.20. Listen now. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. Read that again. And having made peace. A reconciliation through the blood of his cross. That means peace between God and me and you. The Bible says if you have not accepted Christ. Then you are at odds with God. There's hostility between you and God. If you're trying to do in any other way, except through Jesus Christ, there's hostility, there's animosity. but the Bible says that he has made peace, a reconciliation through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, I think in those few verses that Paul has certainly outlined, the preeminence of Jesus Christ, his preexistence, his incarnation, his, his death on the cross, his resurrection, and he's soon coming to rule for 1,000 years. And after we know the story, there'll be uh, the, the, the all-time eternity where things will never end. But these things are coming. They are future And the word of God states them, and because the word of God states them, then they are true. So he made peace, or what that means is justification. For we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. He he paid for our justification, our progressive sanctification, and our future glorification. It's all in him. Call on his name today. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Call on his name and ask him to search your heart. The Bible declares, search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. Make sure everything is right between you and God because we have this thin veil in the flesh that separates us from, from we're in the natural and, and when this flesh dies, all of a sudden we are in the supernatural, whether we're saved or whether we're not saved. We transcend from this natural place, so to speak, into a supernatural, that which we do not see. But I certainly believe that that which goes on the natural, or that that which goes on the supernatural, sec- certainly affects what goes on in the natural. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. The Bible declares the veil was ripped from top to bottom when Jesus gave up the ghost giving me and you access. Hebrews says to go boldly before the throne of God with our supplications, with our prayers, because of who we are? No, because of who he is. He He said, I went behind the veil and I put the blood on the mercy seat for an atonement for your sins. The wrath of God has been satisfied. Jesus is Lord. We are reconciled through the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. I said there's power In the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. For he is our peace. We're talking about peace today. The world lacks peace. The Bible says in these days, men will cry peace, peace and sudden destruction. But there'll be no more true peace until the Prince of Peace comes back to rule on this earth. People say, you actually believe that? Yes, I do, because the Bible says it. And the Bible is a true book, an inspired book, a, a book written by the Holy Spirit, who himself is God. Breaking down the middle wall of partition between us, between us and God, between, between uh, making all men common to one's salvation, Jews or Gentiles, Does't matter what race creed call doesn't matter. Jesus died for all men, all men. His blood is that which satisfied the demands of the broken law or the demands and the wrath of a thrice holy God. Hebrews 9:12 says neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So his death at the cross certainly addressed the fall of man and also addressed the fall of Satan, which Satan will never repent, but he was defeated at the cross. We, we read, who, who have delivered us from the power of darkness have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1, 13 says, we have been delivered from the power of darkness and we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son or Jesus Christ. 1 John 3.8 He that committed is of the devil for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So verses 15 through 20 Colossians 1 study that. Learn of the preeminence of Jesus Christ. Who he is. That we know him. How the Bible describes him. That we know him in power. We know him in might. That we believe him that he is God Almighty, that he is preeminent, that he is the supreme being. Many gods in the world today, men bow their knee every day to false gods. False gods. Those gods that are are not able to help, as was in the word of God when the the black-robed priest of Baal cried out for Baal to answer, and Baal didn't show up. Why? Because he's not real. He doesn't exist. He's a figmentation of people's imagination. He's something men have created to circumvent God. That, that's why men create these little gods so they don't face up to the true and the living God and meet his demands. And the only demand he requires of us is have faith and accept Jesus Christ. That's the only thing we can do to be saved. We're never going to be good enough, strong enough. Come on. We have to accept him. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes into the Father except it be through me. He's coming back, the Bible declares it. He's coming back to rule from where Jerusalem with a rod of iron. Someday, I believe in the near future, this world is going to be changed. The signs of the times are all around us. Things are happening. Men are waxing worse and worse. The love of many are growing cold. Chaos surrounds the world. Jesus said wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, and famines like we've never seen before. Luke said young men's hearts or men's hearts will fail of what they see coming on the face of the earth. The waves and the seas roaring. Signs in the heavens are here. They're here. Talk of, of uh, things we've never heard even 10 years ago. So the coming of Jesus Christ is rapidly approaching. And the bottom line are, you ready? Do you know, is he preeminent in your life? Does he sit on the throne of your heart today? Do you know him, the psalm says. Please don't turn him away, accept him today. The author, the finisher of your faith, your deliverer, the one that sets you free. If you don't know him today, the word of God says in the book of Romans, Confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Repent of your sins, make a conscious decision to turn around where you're at. This is is on you as fact is yielding. I denounce all evil in your life. Ask him into your heart, into your life and and repent of your sins. Ask him to forgive you. Not saying a bunch of words to get you saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says with a broken and a contrite spirit, pride, pride will never allow a man to get saved or, or a boy or a girl or a woman, human beings and can never be saved unless they are broken and contrite. In other words, recognizing as the publican said, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner, because all of sin comes short. Of the glory of God. Jesus Christ came there to address sin, because sin and the wages thereof is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Study these scriptures. Let the Holy Ghost draw you, teach you. Confess your sins, the Bible says. If if you sin. You can confess your sins. He's just and true to forgive your sins. He says, for the Father's right hand, interceding for me and you, he's our advocate, our go-between, the one who reconciled. He's the way today, and he'll help you. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe should not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I would that none would perish. He's got plans for you. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Give him your life today. That's not always easy. One of the hardest things that men do is surrender. Surrender their will, their ways, their preconceived ideas, and turn it all over to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But through the help of the Holy Ghost, these are strongholds. And the Bible says you can tear down those strongholds in the spirit and the power of an almighty God. Believe him today. Please don't turn him away. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We ask you, Lord, that this word will go forth and will come back void. And we ask you, Lord, today to genuinely save souls, to heal bodies by your precious stripes to touch minds that you were chastised for, forgive iniquities that you were bruised for. Lord, you addressed everything at your cross. We thank you, Lord, that on the third day that you come out of that grave, the psalm says, up from the grave you arose with a mighty triumph over your foes. And you are preeminent. You are almighty. And you are supreme today. And we thank you, Lord. Manifest yourself unto those that want you. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Save souls, bring deliverance, break addictions, break perversions, tear down strongholds and lives today. And we'll never fail to give you honor and praise. In Jesus' holy, and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on of Bible Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.